welcome to the Pet Grooming Business Podcast, where we give practical business advice to help you grow your pet grooming business. So without further ado, let's get going. So good evening, everyone. How's everyone doing? It is the 1st of December, isn't it? So coming into a mad month for for us pet groomers and um, seeing the bookings going through the roof and the phone calls and the pleading and the requests for the last minute, please my mother-in-law get my Labrador washed and uh, brushed up for Christmas. And uh, so we're gonna do, um, hopefully you'll be nice and busy throughout the month and you can just sit there tonight and uh, watch me and Carly have a chat and uh, chill out with a cup of tea or a glass of wine or something and take your mind off your uh, off your calendar. I'm really pleased to um, be joined here with Carly. Welcome, Carly. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. It's good to and be maybe... here. Thank you for inviting me on. That's great. I mean, it's been a long time coming, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I think we were chatting about this probably, I don't know, six months ago, maybe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll, get that, we'll get that talk sorted. So, yeah. And then it's life takes on. over. Yeah. Life takes over and we just get really, really busy, don't we? So um, maybe you can introduce yourself and let us know what your business is called and, and a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Carly Edwards, for anyone that doesn't know me. I'm, I've kind of been around the group a little bit, I think, um, just answering questions and things where I can. Um, but I'm a pet business marketing and productivity coach. Um, and that essentially means that I help pet business owners create more income, impact and freedom in their lives. Um, and I essentially do that in a few different ways. So my area of expertise is essentially online marketing as a whole. And because there's a few little kind of areas within that um, that I specialize in, um, but also productivity as well, which is super, super important to me um, because, you know, I believe that business should be fun and it shouldn't be time consuming it shouldn't be stressful um so my kind of goal for when i'm helping pet business owners is to help them really cut down that time that they spend at their computer screen make things a lot more streamlined um and their business just operating in a way that really works for them and how they want to live their life and how they want to you know be in their business um so yeah that's really my passion because um for me, I'm quite an introverted person, like I'm a super introvert. <clears throat> I also have some like general health problems and things. And it means that I need a lot of downtime and I can't be stuck at my computer screen all day long. Um, for me, kind of like a 30 hour week is is pushing it a bit, okay. like it's pushing it a bit. Um, so I've built my business up in a way that allows me to really step away. And it's it's about having these automations and these systems and these processes in place that allow you to um, have more freedom in your life. So that's really what I teach. Um, so Work yeah, smarter, not harder. Sorry. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, but I love all of the tech stuff as well. When I find like these these platforms and things that I can plug into my business, I just and it starts operating and working for me. I just love that. It gets me really, really excited. Um, so yeah, basically I've scouted out all of the, the best kind of tech systems and platforms and stuff over the years. 
and um yeah and that's that's kind of what i what i teach a lot of people as well but it's the strategy side of things as well so it's not just those systems and processes um it's about you know how you're going to be showing up online in the best way possible it's going to re represent you in the best way possible but also get you results as well so that you know you are bringing in customers they are engaging with you you are building that connection with people um so yeah it's, it's a combination of strategy and also those smart systems and processes and stuff um so yeah it's uh it's been three years, just over three years now, I think, since I've been, I niched in the pet space and started right. working with pet business owners. Um, before that, um, so for the five years, kind of before that, five or so years before that, um, I was a copywriter and a content strategist. So I was writing content for different businesses. Um, so that was all just very kind of general. Um, I could be writing for like an antiques, shop one minute and then writing for like temperature controlled vehicles or something the next minute it was crazy um but decided like you know after a while i was really losing my passion for that not only just like i didn't really want to write um but decided you know um yeah but also realizing that you know pets are like animals i just i love it i love it all i've got a real passion for animals and pets so and being in this space as well this is a really special space to be in this industry because like pet people are just they're the best people they really are and just being able to work with people that have that same passion as well it's just it's amazing it's when you can create magic essentially I, th I think there's there's two things that springs to mind around that is like uh, when was social media and stuff invent like came about? It was about 2005, wasn't it? And who'd have thought 2005? Mm -hmm. What were you doing then that you'd be working in this this space? I mean, the invention of social media, the internet, and the, is, has given us so much growth, hasn't it? Yeah, different opportunities. Yeah, just online, just the internet and online in general. You can just start a business without having to invest anything really you can start up a business for free and just off you go and start making money and then reach like people all around the world as well with social media and all of these different platforms and just you know connect with all of those different people and bring them into your business which is just it's crazy when you think about it because you know years and years and years ago it would be brick and mortar stuff going on. Um, you would only be able to serve people in your local community. You'd be flyering, business cards, all of that stuff. So yeah, the amount that has changed, yeah, over the last kind of 15 years, it's just, it's insane. And what's, and what's interesting also is there'll be people in our group, you know, my wife started um, our pet groomers in 2005. Facebook was available then, but it wasn't really targeted at businesses. It wasn't really pointed towards businesses. Instagram was 2010, I think. And then, so we were like yellow, like you said, we were flyers, we were uh, word of mouth, we were yellow yeah. pages. And there'll be people in the group now that are the same. So we've got to move with that with that technology. Yeah. We've got to move with that with the times, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Because I think with like local businesses, it's great to have that kind of word of mouth. That is yeah. that is awesome. It's one, some of the best like business you can obviously get is people just 
people shouting about you and saying this this business is great you should work with them buy from them whatever um because that's really powerful when it's coming from someone that's already worked with you but obviously you have this whole new kind of world to get yourself out there and get in front of way way more people and it's you know it's free as well it's free to do that so take advantage absolutely take advantage of that opportunity um but it's just knowing obviously how to actually use these platforms um you know the content around that what you should actually be posting all of that's important because obviously you need to get your messaging right um you need to make sure that it's landing and it's connecting with the people that you want to connect with mm. um so that's the the important thing really when you're using these platforms because otherwise you can just be creating content wasting a lot of time and just missing the mark entirely yeah and then so just wasting a lot of time and there's just no point no that's it and it's um so Maybe um, you can talk us through the content and um, maybe you can highlight some of the, the great stuff that pet groomers do and maybe some of the stuff that pet groomers need to be aware of and they need to sort of up their game or the sort of do's and don'ts and, and what you've seen from the industry, um, yeah. how we can improve our, our social media use and our content and posting out there. Yeah, so I think with pet groomers specifically what i do see on um their social channels is they get stuck in this kind of habit of just posting that same content piece over and over again which is you know you've just groomed a dog you take a picture of that dog you then write something to go with that to say you know i love love grooming alfie whoever it is um look how smart he looks and stuff and then post the picture with that and you can get into that there's a danger of getting into that habit of doing that every single time and just being stuck on a loop. But that is the danger of doing that, that, you know, it's, it's not keeping things fresh on your pages, on your social profiles. Um, people will just tend to scroll past that if they just see it all of the time. Um, it's not, you know, it's not going to keep your audience engaged if there's nothing unique or fresh going on in the page. So, it is important to keep it fresh and come at it from a different perspective um, and also just share lots of different types of content as well so that you know people can see that more well-rounded view of your brand as well and your business um, and there's lots of different ways that you can do that so i generally teach um, to my clients um, eight my eight content pillars and this is a sense i'll quickly run you through these um, yeah yeah so it's essentially the first one is promotional. So this is obviously where you are directly promoting, you know, a service that you offer. So this could be like a little grooming package or something that you offer. Um, and then you're talking about why this thing is great. You know, obviously the benefits of that. And then you're sharing a call to action with that where you're saying, you know, DM me to book in, call me to book in, um, or head over to my website where I've got, um, where you can actually buy and book in on the website. That's the ideal, really. That's where you start getting into, um, you know, saving yourself a lot of time and just having these things going on automatically in the background. Um, so that's the first one. Very simple. It's just promoting yourself. And actually, there are, it's quite funny because there are people that go into two camps here. There is some people that 
a little bit scared of promoting themselves and getting those promotional posts out that they don't want to feel, you know, too pushy, too sleazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just kind of, ew, they don't like doing it. They don't like being salesy. Yeah. There's the other side where, you know, you get people that are just literally posting sales posts all of the time. And either in either camp, you don't really want to be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be, sorry? Need a balance. Yeah, you need a real balance. You need to just filter them through nicely within your content so that, you know, it's, it's quite natural. Um, but also you, you're taking advantage of those opportunities to actually sell your stuff, obviously. Um, so, yeah. Um, the second one is story posts. And these are super, super powerful because these are where you're getting a bit, little bit more personal. Um, it's more about, you know, you as a person and the person behind the business. So it's not, you know, you're not get, you're not just sticking to that kind of, well, what could potentially just be um, businessy, stuffy kind of content. This is about, you know, you and your personal life. So this can be like your backstory, um, any kind of, you know, interesting stories that have happened in your life, so that people in your audience can connect to you and relate to you and see themselves in that story as well. These always tend to get lots and lots of engagement. Um, I've just done an engagement booster challenge uh, over five days, and this was the one day where people were getting loads and loads of engagement. Loads and loads of engagement. What were you finding? Were you were you finding any? Were you finding much resistance to that? Because some people, uh, yeah. I've been speaking to people, you know, they really struggle or they don't like or they don't want to to put themselves mm. on on the pedestal. I suppose, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I, what how do you help people get over that um that barrier that they've got that fear there's a lot yeah. of fear around it as well isn't there yes absolutely there's that fear of kind of judgment of thinking that people are going to look at you and think oh what's you know what's this person doing or this is this is stupid you know it's just that fear of judgment basically um and it was interesting actually because on the challenge that i just did this, I, I hadn't expected this because I, I just completely forgot about this. I was like that about three or four years ago. No, I don't want to share anything about myself. This is horrible. You know, I, I generally I'm quite a private person. I don't mm-hmm. really share much about myself on social media, my personal stuff generally. I just don't, I don't really see the point. I'm not that kind of, you know, person that shares everything every kind of hour or so. Um, but yeah, it was interesting because people were like, oh, I, I don't really like this. I'm hating this. So I completely forgot about that. But um, generally, it's just a case of, you know, the only thing that's going to happen is people are just going to love that post. They're just going to comment on that post with so much support. That's generally what happens when you post those kind of personal posts. So just think like that. What you're going to be doing is inspiring people. Um, people are going to engage with that way more than, say, your other posts where you're posting just pictures of dogs um, just being groomed. So you're being, you know, by posting that story, you're being of service to other people and helping them better connect to you. So you've got you've got to kind of look at it like that, but also just get over that fear and just do it. <laughs> so <laughs> just do it. Just, just do it. That is the thing, yeah, because all that's going to happen is just going to reward you and people are just going to start coming out of the woodwork and they're going to start engaging with you. 
I think, and I think it is, um, and I've I've done a lot about fear with my um, startup course, my business startup course. I've just um, mm. started a module about um, fear and overcoming fear. And Natalie here is already going, oh, I don't want to do it. Um, but, you know, fear is a very ancient emotion that we have, and it obviously kept us mm. safe many, many, many years ago um, when it was around. And now... Um, you know, our body still has that emotion, but we're a lot safer than we used to be. Yeah. So things like, um, where am I going to get my next meal from when we had to go out and hunt and get our meal? Nowadays, mm. might convert into, I don't want to do a Facebook Live, but you still have the same the yeah. sort of fear around it. And um, by doing that live, by, by doing that content and putting it out there, and then afterwards you're like, oh, I'm still alive. Yeah. I'm still I'm still loved. I'm still, I'm still here. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's us like our minds and bodies just trying to keep us safe and in mm. our safe comfort zone. Um, you know, and that's, that's, that's fine and everything, but it's, you know, your, your ambition to, to grow and develop as a person and on a business level just has to be a tiny, tiny bit bigger than that fear. That's all you need. It's just a tiny, tiny bit bigger than that fear, and then you can you can do you can do anything. You can do absolutely anything. But I used to be terrified of lives and stuff as well. Like I had a crippling, crippling fear of going live, and it took me a really, really long time to get to a point where I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do like you know a ten minute live, or and then working up to doing like workshops and masterclasses and and challenges and stuff like that. It takes a lot to push yourself out of your comfort zone. But when you do it the first time, the thing is the anxiety as well leading up to that is worse than doing the actual thing. Yeah. So when you just push yourself just that one time, just think, okay, I'm just going to do it. Just That's all it takes is just to get over that hurdle is just do it the first time. Every time you do it again and again and again, it gets easier and easier. And things just become more natural and you start to kind of settle into it. But I think that first initial thing to get over, isn't it? Well, I suppose I've got a lot a lot to thank um, the mentorship program that me and my wife joined. Um, one of the first tasks was to put together a vision board mm. and then present that vision board live uh, to, nice. the, to the Facebook community. Yeah. And there, there were so many different things behind that. And that was, one, you know, you get the vision board done and that's beneficial. Two present it so again you know that's getting you over that um fear you're in a safe space you're in a small community yeah. of people that understand what you're going through because they've all done it themselves so you get get over that fear of going live and then you're re reprogramming your body and your brain going oh that's right wasn't it and then you see all the the hearts and all the likes and the comments and okay. like, a fantastic board and as a community now we all look forward to the new members coming into the into the group and then presenting their vision boards because it's brilliant to watch it's brilliant to see and then you've got the third sort of benefit which is like you go on and you're you're happy to do those lives and those zoom calls and, and it just introduced you to the whole system sort of thing mm. that's the thing as well because i was like another part of the challenge was to go live and to just present like very simply i didn't want to make it too daunting so it's just like just a five minute or ten minute live 
um, just to, you know, present like three to five top tips on something that you're obviously an expert on. Um, and lots of, there was loads and loads of resistance to this naturally. But that was the thing as well. It was like, okay, so this is a safe space, this, this group that we're in and also, you know, the club as well. So I've got um, a membership club. Mm -hmm. And I invite people to um, go live in there because it's a safe, supportive sp uh, space for people to actually just practice before they do the real thing. So, yeah, it's about helping people feel safe as well. But the thing that I actually, that's the point, the thing that got me over that fear initially, I made a commitment to myself to create a video for 30 days. Um, and post a video for 30 days. It wasn't live because that was just, this was literally my first kind of venture into video. Mm -hmm. um, but I made a commitment to just record a video on something like a top tip. It was all around blogging, I think actually, um, and just post that every day for 30 days. And it did loads for me actually, because I was like, okay, this is how it's work it works. I'm, you know, I'm presenting to the camera. Okay, I can, I can do that. It's just getting you used to what is quite an unnatural thing to just be sat in front of a camera and just talking, just getting used to that and just, you know, feeling into it and seeing how it kind of sits with you. So, you know, if you're scared of video right now, that'd be my suggestion is to just do the recorded stuff first of all, give yourself a little challenge, maybe, you know, 10, 20, 30 days, and just post that out to your, to your social channels and then work up to lives. And the thing is, until you do those lives, you're not going to realize how beneficial that is to your business yeah and you're and you're you're pretty much you're missing out yeah so your business is missing out because it's not yeah. doing it and it feeds nicely into a question actually already from from emma saying are videos better to post on social media than photos or is it about balancing the two it's good to do a mix um but videos generally you know the the kind of engagement that you get on videos and particularly lives as well because it lives in particular because it's real time and you you're interacting with people in real time um you know that obviously is going to be more beneficial um but doing a mixture of both so obviously having written posts with with a nice image and then also mixing that up with videos as well that's a nice kind of mix of content types and formats um, that you can integrate into your strategy your content strategy but this, yeah, videos do work really really well because obviously it's that you know people can see you they have yeah. that face-to-face -face connection with you so and let's face it uh you gotta you gotta look at if you're so, so let's let's take this facebook group if this was just um words and words all the time all the time it just it's just another facebook group that, that you know yeah. people join they watch they, they see the chat you know they get some top tips but with the videos and the interviews and stuff it, it just gives you that something different yeah. that, that's something different to all the others so yeah. you could be doing that with your business you could be completely different to the business down the road because you're engaging with your customers and yeah. you know because doing that live video or those videos with them yeah and it's something to look forward to as well so you know something like these um interviews it's something to put into your diary and then you get home from work settle down for the evening and just watch a watch an interview and learn you know learn something from that so it's yeah it's a, it's a lovely thing that you're you're doing here for sure and it's you know you can obviously see that because of 
the way that your group is growing, the engagement that you get in the group as well. Yeah, it's amazing. So video. Yeah. <laughs> we may have done we may have gone across was that point number three or was there more i think that was two <laughs> <laughs> yeah so eight so we will we will get through these yeah <laughs> um okay so the the third one is top tips so um so yeah first one was promotional second one is story third one is top tips so top tips is where you're basically showing your expertise um, sharing value with your audience, essentially, that's what it is. So you could think about this in terms of, you know, it doesn't have to be like essays of, of content or anything like that. Um, it can just be like, you know, a quick post where you're sharing your, I don't know, five top tips to trim your dog's nails with confidence, something like that. Or, you know, three tips to pluck your dog's ear hair, I don't know. Something I wonder like where that. we're going then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it can be something really, really simple like that. And, and literally just bullet pointing out these things in a post and then pairing that with a nice image or doing a video on that. So you could run off your, your tips there. But it's just talking about, you know, your expertise and just showing them that, you know, you, you are the expert in this area. You can absolutely help. Um, your clients with their dogs and grooming their dogs. So that's that's essentially what that is, is showing that you know your stuff and you can help your clients. That's it. And some people might be, and I was very much like that. We went into lockdown and uh, we're like, oh God, we can't do anything. What do we do? And uh, our mentor said, right, get out there, get a group going, get your customers into a group and show them how to do stuff. Show them how to um, cut their nails. And my first thing was like, yeah, but if they know how to do it, they, they won't come to us, surely. And he's like, no, they'll they'll try it and they'll they won't succeed at it and they'll come back yeah. to you anyway. But you'll they'll love you for it. They'll love you for the yeah. fact that you're trying to help them. Mm. So that's so important as well because I hear that all the time. But if I share if I give away all of my best tips, then no one's gonna want to work with me. Mm. It's like no, no. That's absolutely not the case because you are the expert, but also because people just sometimes just don't want to do that and they want they want to have that time to do other things in their life. So, you know, some people you may be you may have something where you're teaching how to actually fully groom a specific breed, but then you know, all of those people that watch that aren't even necessarily gonna go away and just do that and you're losing that person as a customer. Because they won't want to spend like two hours grooming their dog or however long it is. I groom my own dog, by the way. And <laughs> what have you got? I've got a miniature schnauzer. Um, yeah, and it takes about two or three hours to do. So a lot of people don't want to do that. No. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't want to do it either. Did you learn or? Yeah, I just, um, so I looked at some videos on YouTube and stuff. Um, I've been doing it, how long have I been doing it now? Maybe about three or four years. So it's been a while. Mm. Um, and it's it's okay. You know, it's a good enough job and stuff. But I was more just kind of concerned about her um, and how she is when she's being groomed because she's quite, she's quite fussy. She needs loads and loads of breaks. Mm -hmm. So I need to keep putting her down all the time and giving her quick little breaks and stuff. Um, so I just felt that, and actually, some of the groomers around my area, I wasn't too 
confident with them. I don't know. Okay. I don't even want to say, I'd probably say that in the wrong group entirely, but no, 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 no. I think it's really important, and I'd like yeah. to ask you how how if if you went to a groomer as a customer and um, you came away as not very confident, how how could they have um, mm. how could they have built that confidence up for you, or how could they have improved that with That's you? A really good question. Um, the thing is, as well, is because you don't you don't really see what happens, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so you you're just kind of concerned a little bit about you know were they okay were they stressed out I can't see if she's stressed out. Um, so that's a really difficult question because it is that not knowing. So it, that takes me to that no like and trust that um, you know something that I'm really big on building that no mm -hmm. like with your customers or your potential customers and I think it actually feeds back into the what we're talking about into the video and I think if you're if you're a groomer and you're you're doing videos with inside your your premises wherever you're grooming from you know you as a customer you can then go and have a look at those videos and say well what's the bath look like what's the what's the table look like yeah yeah how, how, how do they hold the dogs whilst they're doing you know and of course yeah. we, can all, we can all put stuff on for the video but Generally, we're not going to be like that, are we? We're, we're pretty um, genuine people and honest. And if you see a video or a dog being groomed, you're going to get like bolts and all, what you think. So mm. you, you, by putting that video out there as a, as a pet groomer, you're then showing your customers what that dog's going to go through. You're showing them into, mm. your, into your groomer salon. And we need to be open and honest and transparent and show people the dog in having a bath yeah. and the dog on the table yeah. and stuff like that so maybe that might have helped yeah and even with stuff like that you don't even really have to be in that video so much you can just film it in a way that it's you know more pointed towards them you could even make like a bit of a where it's got music over that maybe some um text overlays on the video as well if you've got some you know kind of uh video editing savvy around that there's you know some great tools out there that are really easy to use but it doesn't necessarily have to be you standing there doing the thing and presenting that to you know your audience on video it can yeah. be as simple as you know the dog being the star of that um but yeah that's a really really good point so yeah if if i think yeah having that confidence comes from seeing how the dogs are treated um it might just be me being a bit crazy generally with my dog. It might be that because it's like, even if I saw videos like that, for me personally, because I'm just a bit mental, um, even if I saw those videos, it'd be like, yeah, but I don't know how my dog's feeling about that. I don't know how she would react. I'm just, yeah, I'm a bit of a crazy dog, mum, in all honesty. <laughs> At least you're honest. At least you're honest. Yeah. I'm fully self-aware about that. Really, really <laughs> self-aware. So, yeah. Cool. cool. We dive uh, again. <laughs> we, don't, we, we go. We, we go away again. So let's go back to the list. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So top tips. We deviate. <laughs> we do. Um. So that's number three. Top tips. Number four is connection builders. Um. So this is where you are basically talking more about some of the problems that your customers have. So you're helping 
not helping, but you're painting that picture of where they are right now and what that might look like for them. Um, so you're showing that you understand where they are right now. So you could be talking about, you know, them not having um, time to, to, to look after their dog, groom their dog in that way. Um, problem, yeah, so things like nail clipping and ear plucking and all that stuff and, and why it's important to keep these things under control. Um, just, just basically showing that you, you understand know where they're coming from right now so this comes from having a really deep understanding of your ideal customer essentially and really really getting to grips with exactly who they are not just in demographics terms like you know where they live and what kind of job they have and all of that stuff but in terms of like you know what those big big problems are what those pain points are what those desires are and those what goals essentially are for them and their dog um, so it comes from that. Um, so yeah, and that's how you form that content, that connection building content around that and talking about that in a way that shows that you really just get them like really, really deeply. So that's the fourth one. Um, the fifth one is engagement starters. And this is where you can just get a little bit fun and um, put out nice fluffy kind of content out there where you're essentially putting out things like pet memes, um, inspirational pet quotes, um, asking questions, just asking really simple, open-ended questions mm -hmm. um, to get people to comment on that post. So instead of them just, you know, giving a yes or a no answer, make them open-ended so people expand on that. Um, and polls and things like that. So if you have um, a Facebook group, if you have your own Facebook group, you can also do this on you know other platforms as well but creating polls as well where people can interact really really quickly and easily um yeah so it's just about creating those different um those, those different types of posts that are going to encourage that engagement and get people to make it a really really easy way for them to engage as well um so they're, they're really important um Number six is testimonials. So this is where you're literally just grabbing a testimonial from somewhere. So this could be from Facebook, Google, your website, if you have them on there, and just copying and pasting that into a post, then putting on there something like this. I love these kind words from so-and-so. Maybe put pairing it with a picture of their dog or something like that if you've um, got pictures of those. Um, and then just, yeah, showing that that's social proof, right? Showing that other people have said that you're awesome because when, when people see that, they're like, oh, okay, maybe these are worth paying attention to. Maybe they can help me too. So yeah, having testimonials, even like case studies, if you go on the case study route as well, where you're talking about, um, you know, how this dog was before, maybe you have like a really matted, um, doodle or something mm -hmm. Um, and then you, yeah, you show like that kind of before this, this dog was really, really matted and came to us, um, and just look at them now, basically we helped them do this. This is what we did. And then, yeah, look at, so they're kind of the before and afters that you could do as well in the terms of, in terms of case studies. I think, um, sorry, can I just jump in with the social oh. proof stuff? And I think people sort of say, well, you know, I've got Google My Business so they can leave a review there and I've got Facebook recommendations on. And mm -hmm. But 
Um, a lot of people just hang out in your Facebook page or they'll hang out on your page and just observe what you're doing. They might not use your services or they might be a, a customer, but a, a lot of people will perhaps read some reviews but not read them all or they, they might not even bother reading reviews. They might just be chilling out on your page and observing you and not look at your reviews. But yeah. photoshopping that review and putting it out there, you're highlighting it to these people. You're yeah. highlighting it and pushing it out there saying, look, I've got a Google review, I've got a Facebook review, you know, and it's not, someone might be a bit shy or might have a bit of sort of imposter syndrome around it, maybe saying, you know, I'm not, I don't really want to big myself up a bit or, mm-hmm. but it's not at all. It's just highlighting yeah. what's already out there, but it's just highlighting it in, in a post, isn't it? Yeah, you need to just get into, you know, that mindset of being okay with bragging about yourself a little bit because, mm-hmm. You know, you've you've you're helping people, you're serving people, you've got great well results for people. Um, you need to share that. People need to know that. And when they do, they're gonna be more likely to actually work with you then. Yeah, you could be your biggest fan, haven't you? Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so with testimonials, so for, for Google as well, Google My Business, you can add images of testimonials. So you could just put something together really easily in something like Canva um, and just have a nice image there because obviously images are, you know, people see those on Google, they show up on Google. So um, having an image of that testimonial as well, just where you're putting the words in, in little quotation marks, nice and easy. Get those out there as well. That could be super powerful. I also go down the road of, uh, and you'll you'll see it in my group tonight. Where if you so sometimes people might not leave a review, but they they might send you a nice text message after they've picked the dog up, or mm-hmm. I received a nice text message from a customer tonight. And um, because it's not out there on Google or Facebook, as in in a review, I will sanitize that text message so you you don't know who it's from, because mm-hmm. obviously they might not. They might not want their their details on, yeah. but you can still use that. It's still yeah. social media, isn't it? It's, or an email from someone saying, "Oh, you you groomed that dog so well," or "Thank you so much for your service today," or "You really helped us out." You know, put it mm. out there. Yeah, out there. all of those little kind comments, grab them, capture them, and put them. I'll talk about that in a minute. But you can put them into something like Trello, where you've got like this big library of all of your posts for social media so you can recycle and use them again and again. Stick them in somewhere like that and then you can just grab them really easily, you know, at a later date. And you can recycle these things as well. So something that you posted six months ago, three months ago, you can just repost that again because not everyone's going to see that and you're going to be bringing obviously new followers into your um, social platforms all the time as well. So. And mm. um, there's nothing wrong with repurposing and recycling your content for sure. Saves you time. Yeah, certainly does. Um, okay, so that was number six. Number seven is opinion posts. So this is where you can get a little bit ranty if you want <laughs> to. And it might be a little bit controversial occasionally, but this is where you're talking about the things that matter to you. Um, it can be things that, you know, piss you off a little bit in your industry anything like that where you're putting your flag in the sand and you are standing by your viewpoint mm-hmm. um just showing that 
you really believe in this thing, you really stand for this thing, or you really stand against this thing. It helps people take note, basically, of you. And those people that agree with you will be more drawn to you. Those people that may disagree with you will be pushed further away, and that's okay. They were never meant for our business in the first place. So sharing those opinions are really, really powerful, and they do help with engagement, actually, because they make people want to post on your um, comment on your posts. So, so go on. <laughs> but so a, a, a massive uh, issue in the industry is no shows, you know, mm. and, and we we as uh, own, business owners, we've got a, a, a role to play within that. And we can do lots and lots of different things to try and cut those out. And mm. uh, but also the customer has a, a role to play in that as well. So would you, um, would you say it's okay to to possibly not on the day when you're absolutely fuming that we had three no-shows yesterday? So it's probably mm. not the best day to actually put the post out, is it? Because you're going to be quite emotional about it. But is yeah. it still okay to chastise your customers a little bit on your social media and saying, right, this is not good enough. You people aren't turning up for their appointments, etc. Mm. There's a there's a there's a bit of a fine line with that, I'd say, actually. Okay. I I wouldn't, in terms of opinions, I wouldn't make your customers or your followers the villain. So you always want to make them the hero. So it's it's essentially finding um, a topic um, that you can talk about that isn't going to be basically, you know, being horrible to your customers and your followers. Because when you do something like that, they're just going to think, oh, you, could, you know, your followers might be thinking, oh, God, okay, this, this, this and, person and, might be slightly unhinged. And, 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 the people well, and the people that you're, you're trying to get to, the people that haven't bothered to turn up for their appointments, they're probably not even in your Facebook page anyway anymore. Or mm, they're, they're probably yeah, not really reading that might, It might just put possibly put people off from actually wanting to book with you. So when I'm talking about opinions, I'm, I'm talking about um you know are there any causes or things like that that you that really matters to you that you you know you really stand by in this industry is there anything like you could be massively into the environment or something like that um i can't think of a, an example around dog grooming now but it you know it could be well, it could be how you treat your, could be how you treat your dogs couldn't it yeah yeah. So another one is matted dogs, and and dog groomers see yeah. a plethora of matted. Well, some are very strict with the their matting policy, and some yeah. some aren't. But some yeah. some see a lot of matted dogs. So that's yeah. a real issue, isn't it? So yeah, um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's that's super powerful. And then talking about, you know, maybe even bringing into that, you know, your policy around. Um, working with matted dogs and what what your thoughts are around that so yeah that that would work really really nicely <clears throat> but yeah i know that's a big that's kind of that's quite a hot topic isn't it because that must be a massive thing for dog groomers when they when they they just see it all of the time when they bring the when customers bring their dogs in and they're just matted like so so matted and, and some people will see like I suppose the, the customer turns up and the dog groom is a little bit like jaded and and happy and the mm. customer 
or what's going on, but that might be the fifth dog that week, or mm. so um, sort of compassion yeah. fatigue as well going on there with behind the scenes. So yeah, well, it's just really tricky to deal with it as well in like practical terms, isn't it? Like it must be a nightmare to try and get like a really matted coat. But yeah, I mean, also welfare, isn't it? But you're saying yeah. don't don't chastise your customer on social or the the gen, the customer mm. on social media. Try and yeah. sort of edu put education around it. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Perfect. And the last one, which probably won't be very familiar with everyone, um, is lead magnets. <clears throat> so this is basically where you have some sort of free thing that people can download um, in exchange for your customer's email address. So your, your followers, your audience members, they can um, download this valuable piece of content that is totally for free um, and they sign up for that using their email address. So it's a way to grow your email list, right? And growing your email list is just one of the best things that you can do for your business, like full stop, hands down. Um, it's one of the best kind of marketing strategies in terms of ROI, in terms of um, time and money. <clears throat> so it's, it is super, super powerful to have something like a lead magnet or an opt-in or a freebie, whatever that is. And it could be something like a PDF. It could be, you know, a guide. Um, it could be a video even. Um, yeah, anything. there's lots of different things that you can do around um, lead magnets. But then just having posts going out there where you're talking about that lead magnet and inviting people to sign up to that thing. So you're talking about the benefits of that lead magnet, um, why they should sign up to that, including the call to action where they can then go and sign up to that lead magnet on your website. Um, so that's because growing your email list is so important. That's a key part of the eight content pillars and is the last one as well. I was just thinking of a lead magnet for a pet groomer, and I suppose it would be to attract new customers in who might be hanging out in your page and might have a sometimes it's hard to attract new customers away from their mm -hmm. dog groomer, a bit like hairdressers, I suppose. Whereas if you're giving them some content, some free content, you know, in yeah. exchange for emails, and then that content goes on to them, maybe booking in with you instead or something yeah. like that. So yeah, so when you you have like a free piece of content like that, you'd ideally have on the back of that um, like a whole nurture sequence, and that would be, you know, created to best build that relationship more, uh, with them a little bit more, nurture that relationship. Um, but also talk about your services as well and be like, book on to this. We can help you with this. Fritted within those emails as well. So it's a really lovely way to nurture that relationship with someone who, yeah, may not have contacted you. They may just be, yeah, hanging about on social media, may have come across something that's, oh, that's really interesting. You know, this, this free thing. Let's go and grab that then they get to learn more about you in that automated nurture sequence. And it's all because it's all automated. It's really hands off, which is awesome. We all love that. Um, and then they become a customer throughout that. So it's a it's a lovely, just easy, simple way of obviously growing your audience, but also growing your leads and your customer base as well. So 
yeah, love. I love email marketing. It is one of my favorite things. Yeah, go on. And that goes off the copywriting sort of area as well, doesn't it? So. Yeah, so this is um, part of what I used to do um, when I first started my business is writing people's emails, writing people's social posts, um, websites, all of that stuff. So, yeah. Um, Natalie's yeah. just saying she needs to go on a computer course because she could just about send an email. So that's some of the uh, struggles that some people have, isn't it? Yeah. and But the thing is, when you find an well I, I generally recommend mailer light for this um yeah it's a really really good one by the way if you want to check that out because it's really intuitive and it's also free um so you can check that out it's m-a-i-l-e-r-l-i-t-e yeah mailerlight.com um i'm not an affiliate for them at all i just <laughs> love them i think they're great because you can you can use them for free up until you get 1,000 subscribers, you have access to everything, um, all of their features, all of their automations, all of their you know campaign creating um, groups and things. You yeah, go off onto a tangent there. I could talk about that for hours. But let's try not to do that. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it can be really really easy when you get started and you start creating these workflows. It's really not um, that difficult. But it is yeah, it's part of what I teach. Um, my clients as well to do is build out those lead magnets and workflows and things. Cool. Yeah. And maybe we'll have a look at um, plugins that you recommend in a minute. I just wanted to see if you've got any top tips on dealing with um, Facebook haters or social media haters mm. that leave uh, horrible comments. I know we, um, something as a business, we do line clips on cats. So basically, they, the cat gets shaved off from neck. They have like legs, like a uh, fluffy tail sort of thing. And right. it can be on sort of welfare grounds or, or some owners ask for it. And every time we post a picture of a lion clip on a cat, it splits people down the middle. Yeah. Some people love it. We yeah. get some real sort of weird and wonderful comments, some like horrible comments as well. How do you... Is it a case of just ignoring it or how do you, what do you do? So I would suggest responding to every single comment that you get, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, whether it's, I love this or whether it's, this is just horrific. Um, it's respond to each one individually because you need to be showing that, you know, you're, you're obviously active and you obviously care about each person that is posting on that. Um, and how you actually word that all depends on, you know, what you want to do, really, because you can if you wanted to go down the, you know, to some of those people that are hating it down the route of, yeah, so so what, you know, that, that's that's entirely your opinion and, and what you can mm -hmm. do that. You can absolutely do that. And that's, you know, some very, very successful businesses do that as well. But because the thing is, those people as well. Are obviously not right for your business yeah but obviously wording it in a way that's well potentially not just like and what <laughs> a bit more to it than that but um but yeah just just making sure that you do actually leave a response there and you know talk to them in a way that's just like okay you know you're 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 entitled to your opinion 
And I suppose it's going back and educating them, isn't it? Educating them as to why why we've chosen to do that particular style. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if it was, you know, if it's the customer's choice as well, and it's not harming the the cat in any way, then we we actually had the customer go back and reply to some of these as well. So that was quite a that was quite a bonus as well. The customers actually know the cat loves it. The cat's fine. Yeah. You know, it really helps with the coat oh, control. That's good. And, yeah, yeah, so they, they sort of stuck up for us as well, which was nice. But they don't always do that. Um, yeah. and it's tricky with some things like that, isn't it? With with, with this industry in particular, with animals, because there are so many people that are so are divided on so many different things. Everyone's an expert. Yeah, <laughs> like around food and treats and what you should feed your dog and all of that stuff and grooming and yeah, there's there's so much so much to it, but. Yeah. Another thing, um, when you go and look at um, people's Facebook pages, they share a lot of other people's content. And I kind of think all you're doing there is you're, you're highlighting someone else on your page. You're giving them the limelight. You know, would you, would you say share posts from other, other groups and other people or just have it all yeah. focused on you? It is a good thing to do, to be kind of curating that content rather than creating it all of the time. I don't do a lot of this, actually, to be honest with you. Um, but it is a good thing to do because also if you're sharing other people's content, maybe someone not necessarily that is like a direct competitor of yours, but someone that you know has the same kind of ideal customer that you do. Mm -hmm. If you have this little kind of nice relationship going where you're kind of backing each other up and you share content from them, they're, they're more likely to share content from you as well. And then your content can be spread much further, you know, in front of their audience as well. And it also saves a bit of time as well. So you're not constantly thinking about what to post and creating fresh content all the time. But I, yeah, I don't tend to do this a lot, but it is, it is a good, it is a good thing to do. So it could be a tool in your in your toolbox of in your toolkit of social media. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and helping if you're just like one day you're just essentially like, uh, I I don't I don't know what to post today. But generally, yeah, I do suggest that you batch create your content. So try and do it a week in advance or even a month in advance if you can. Um, but yeah, it just means that posting other people's content obviously it allows you to just relax a little bit mm -hmm. you could add that into your content strategy um depending on you know how much you're posting a week maybe have like one post a week that's from someone else okay yeah, yeah cool and this this question has just popped up in my head to boost or not to boost to oh boosting okay <laughs> um yeah that, that is the question to boost yeah. or not to boost I generally don't recommend boosting uh, boosting posts. Um, I always go down the ad route. Um, I don't see the point in boosting posts. Never had any real success with that. I think it's it's generally a waste of time and money. <laughs> Is that your opinion? Yes. <laughs> you know, you didn't see my little fist pump there going. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know why it's an option on Facebook to be honest. Well, they make money out of it, but yeah, and they'll probably they'll probably cut our stream off in a minute. <laughs> but yeah. um, I I think I've always been taught um, 
Facebook ads, you can target who you who you want. Obviously, you can you can mm. really drill down your demographic yeah. and and target the people that you want to target. Whereas the boost will just put it out to anyone yeah. and everyone. So your kind of your money is just like going straight out there. Yeah. So yeah, so someone's just put. So is ads different? Yes, they are. And Facebook ads can be you can right. Okay, this is a really good example. I was a police officer. You know, we aren't um, <clears throat> very visible on social media. And uh, the mentorship company that I was um, signed up with targets police officer. And he found me on a, on a Facebook ad. Mm. You know, so that's how that... And he finds a lot of people via Facebook and Facebook ads. So that kind of shows you how um, specific you can get with your Facebook ads. You can go and target specific yeah, people. Really, yeah, yeah. Um, and it really drill down your demographics and, yeah. and who you want. Yeah, there's so much to it as well. You can, you really can drill right down in terms of obviously location and stuff like that, but interests and um, what they do for a job. Um, yeah, all of that stuff. There's so there's so many different kind of fields there that you can you can set. You can you can you can. Targeted. Yeah, I mean, you could target a cockapoo owner who is um, works as a company director, drives a Mercedes, lives in a certain um, area, and probably earns a certain wage. And yeah. Facebook will find that that person yeah. and then show that advert to that person. Yeah, but boosting doesn't allow you to do that. So it is, yeah, just just a waste of money, really. <laughs> just a total waste of money. So we've got um, a question coming in. Okay, it's it's been ages since we since I posted on anything um, because I've just got so busy and a lot going on in in life uh, and outside of work. Where what would you start with? Where would you start? And I think it's important to to cover the sort of consistency thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If you can, generally I recommend you know once a day to be posting. Even if you just yeah Monday to Friday, um, just get something out there. Um, but obviously, you know, bearing in mind that kind of mix of content as well, that I was talking about with the eight content pillars to, to kind of kickstart you off. I would go in with a story post right now. If you haven't been posting for a while, that's what I would do, because what that's going to do is get people engaging with that piece of content, because generally it does um, get lots of engagement story posts. And then it's going to kickstart the algorithm for the other posts that you're going to be publishing after that so it's going to show those posts that come after to two more people so i'd yeah i'd go in with a with a story post and then just obviously create a content strategy that you can stick to so that you're being consistent and consistently getting out there um yeah that's what i would recommend and I'll, I'll say what uh, might work for you is, and I, I did this recently with our own business, our dog grooming business was, um, you know, hi guys, um, we've been really busy lately and we've neglected you all on, on social media. Really sorry about that. Um, but to get us going, why not share a picture of your dog or cat um, and why not share them, you know, getting excited about Christmas. So let's see a picture of your dog and cat in front of, a, in front of the Christmas tree. And that then kicked off that, you know, we didn't create like pictures or videos. It was like a, just a post. But like you said, that then kickstarted people going, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Here's, 
here's Freddie or, you know, and started putting, and then you get more engagement because people want to see the pictures as well, don't they? So Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the more that people obviously engage on that, the further that's going to spread because, yeah, the more engagement you get, the bigger the, the reach and it's just a snowballing effect then. So if someone is, um, tell me if, you, if you're running out of time, just, do that or something. Um, if someone, um, <laughs> just, if someone, because I find this really interesting. So if someone, say someone posts like five posts in a day and then disappears for a few days, mm. then three, it disappears for like a week and then does another four, is that going to, that's not going to do as well as posting one a day and regularly? Yeah, it's all about that consistency. So you're better off posting once a day rather than doing a big chunk and then disappearing for a while and then coming back and doing a big load of posts again. Um, and the important part obviously as well is that you're not just kind of rushing um, and just putting anything out there, but making sure that you're really quite kind of strategic about it and you're going to be creating content that your audience is really going to be, you know, they're going to find it interesting. They're going to be inspired by that or they're going to be educated by that or you know, you're gonna be turning them into a customer with that, or they're gonna become a person on your list, or you know, you're gonna have that, um, create that better connection with them through things like story posts as well. So it's, yeah, posting consistently, but also posting a nice mix of content to keep it fresh, to keep people engaged. Um, that's the best thing to do. Cause if you're, yeah, you don't wanna be, Posting lots and lots and lots in one week, disappearing for like four weeks and then coming back to it and posting again because you're just you're just not going to get anywhere by doing that. Your, your, your um, following's not going to grow. Engagement is just going to drop off. This this is the problem, and this is this is one of the biggest problems, obviously, that a lot of pet business owners have, pet, pet groomers as well. Um, is just keeping on top of it. Um, so yeah, I think. I would recommend if you're if you want to kind of plan out your content and have a nice space to plan out your content um, and you know batch it, um, use Trello. Trello is a great tool, um, and it just allows you to obviously create that content in there as well, but also create what is essentially a library of content pieces that you can then pull from um, at those times when you're a bit too busy and you don't have time to put stuff out there. Mm -hmm. um, and you can just, yeah, say so you just want to pull out an engagement post or something like that and then put that out there. Maybe you wrote a story post, yeah, like eight eight months ago and you want to just put that out there again. Um, it just allows you to have this nice bank of content. So if you want to bugger off on holiday or whatever it is that you want to do or just want to chill out, then, you know, you can do that. You have you have the system in place to do that. Cool. So, yeah. And so obviously you recommend Trello is something definitely something I use. It's, it's a really good system. Anything yeah. other software or scheduling software that you'd recommend? Yeah, so I use SmarterQ. Um, this is my all-time favorite um, because it has this evergreen feature on it, and that just essentially means that you can add specific posts to the queue. And they will then go, they will post out and then they'll go to the back of the queue and it just loops. Or, like or it's growing like a tree sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And you just keep adding stuff to it. So in particular, I use this for things like my blog posts. 
um, I will just add it to this one category um, and then that goes out and then it just keeps going out and out every Monday when those go yeah they go out every Monday mm -hmm. um, so it just means you know I'm providing value to my audience every single week I don't have to worry about that that just happens in the background and that just goes out and you know done job done um, but it also allows you for things like so Facebook groups if you have like theme days um, so I've got theme days going on in my membership club and also my free group as well where you've got you know um, what's going on in my free group so I've got like an engagement Tuesday type thing going on and ask any ask me anything Wednesday um, yeah so, stuff like that. so it just it, yeah it just means that it just loops and this happens every every week and I don't have to worry about it just keeps going out and then people yeah engage on those on those posts so yeah it just it frees up a lot of your time um and smart is really really intuitive it's one of the best um scheduling tools out there you do have to pay for it though um so obviously you've got like facebook's native scheduler which you can use for free which is perfectly acceptable if you want to just post to facebook and instagram Mm -hmm. um, and you don't have any of those requirements like you want to loop stuff. You want to put stuff on a loop. Um, Buffer's another great one as well. Um, and you can use that, and it's free, I think, up to 10 posts a week. So that's pretty decent. You know, you can get your posts scheduled out with that for free. Um, and it's a, pretty, it's a pretty good one as well, but it doesn't have that um, looping thing again. Um, yeah, there's loads. There's loads out there. Um, is it called Plan Only? I think that's what it's called i think that's more for instagram and you can like see the grid like i haven't used this at all i haven't really looked into it but you mm -hmm. can see the grid laid out which is really useful actually um because if you want to kind of see what's what's going on before you post it um yeah there's tens there's just loads but they're my yeah. kind of top, top ones there awesome um thinking about whether i use any other tools for planning specifically i don't think i think it's mo yeah it's mostly trello to actually plan house all of that content and then smarter queue um to actually schedule it out but yeah and what um let us know like what courses um do you offer what what courses do you offer to help people with this yeah so i've got a social media planner um which is a course just a mini course um which is a digital kind of system which uses teaches trello has all of the the stuff in there it's got like a content prompts calendar for 365 days of the year um it's got like a tech walkthrough of smarter queue and stuff like that. it's got a lot like you know tons of stuff in there um to help with all of this kind of to get you started on this um you know being a bit more kind of mindful organized um about your social media essentially um so that's that's a, you know just a little mini course that i've got and then i've got the club as well the pet biz thrive online club which is a monthly membership thing um and we go into just loads more than just social media so it goes off on yeah it's a, it's basically an incubator for business growth that's what it is um i love it and it's it's my favorite way to work with clients by far um, but all of that stuff's in there as well around the social media planner, but also around email marketing, Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff. Yeah, but it's it's awesome. So that's that's kind of like I worked with people one to one as well. 
Um, but yeah, and that's the two happy, things with social media. Yeah, are you happy to give out prices? Yeah, sure. So the mini course for the social media planner is just £37. Um, the Pet Biz Thrive Online Club, which is a monthly thing, is £97 for the month. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's two different options there. If people want to just, you know, go and check them out and see if it'll help them because, oh yeah. So my website, if you want to check that out, Carly, yeah, .com. Um Yeah, so all, there's lots of lovely stuff on there if you just want to go and have a little nosy. If you've got any questions for her, then um, put them in, in the comments um tag carly in them she hangs out in the group so tag carly edwards in in the comments and that and then i'll put all of her social media links in there so you can get hold of her website and uh, find out more so thanks for listening i'll be with you next one take care bye, -bye.